Hello, everyone. It's time for Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pico Stanis. This is episode 267, season 11. Today's date is October 22nd, 2023, and welcome to the show. Yes, I am back for another episode. So on today's program, I will talk about my memories and comparison of two animated uh, programs that came overseas, uh, especially from... Not especially. They were from Japan. One is Speed Racer, and the other one is Prince Planet. And like I said, I'll talk about my memories of the show, my favorite episodes, and a little history of both shows as well. Also, I'll talk about, uh, here's the subject, and I don't think I ever talked about this, is Hillman's uh, Pure Foods, uh, it's a grocery store in Chicago. I'll talk about the locations, a little history, and my memories of that uh, grocery store in Chicago. Okay. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Team Flakes. (laughs) I remember this. And uh, it's from Nabisco. And here's a commercial from 1981. So just sit back, kick off your shoes, relax. And enjoy the and enjoy the commercials. Excuse me, <laughs> talking too fast. Okay, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. You are looking at four of the best cereals you've ever tasted. You are looking at a Team Flake. You are looking at the taste of wheat, the taste of corn, the taste of oats, and the crunchy taste of rice. Team Flakes, four great tastes teamed up to create one deliciously crunchy cereal. It may not look remarkably different, but what your eye can't see, your tongue will taste. Team Flakes from Nabisco. A team of taste in every flake. All right, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Team Flakes uh, from 1981. uh, Team Flakes was from the Nabisco company. I remember this uh, cereal very well. Uh, give you a little, you know, brief history of this. Uh, it was introduced in 1963, and uh, then in the early 70s, they removed the word "flake" uh, from the large title box, and it's now it's uh, referred just "team flakes" and smaller like that. Uh, it claims that the uh, this cereal uh, stays crunchier in milk than any others. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I didn't need it. <laughs> I guess it did. <laughs> and uh, so it had uh, it had uh, four four separate grains, and uh, it had rice, wheat, corn, and oats. Just what it said in the commercial, and a lot of nutritional uh, benefits. That's what we need. <laughs> You know something? I love cornflakes. I really do. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorites. 
I don't need them anymore. Not as much, you know. But uh, Frosted Flakes is great, you know. But it's all it's frosted with sugar, and that's a no-no. You know, you gotta watch it. And uh, kids are no wonder hyperactive like that. Uh, Teen Flakes uh, was on the market until 1990, and they discontinued it. But you know, a lot of people still miss it. You know, but uh, that's a shame. Because it's a, it sounds like a good product. It really did. I missed the opportunity of having this. That's a shame. Okay. <laughs> All right. And at the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about my memories and I of uh, two animated uh, uh, TV shows, uh, Speed Racer and Prince Planet, and do some comparisons with the shows. I watched both of them when I was a kid. Also, I'll talk about Hillman's uh, Pure Foods uh, Grocery Store in Chicago. Before I get started, uh, I want to mention one thing. Uh, I still get suggestions from people. They send me emails and messages. Uh, they tell me, oh, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that? I, I get that almost not every day, like every other day. Uh, one guy suggested, why don't you talk about Miggs Field? Because it's gone, of course. And I tell them, yeah, it's an interesting subject. It really is. You know, it's very uh, intriguing. The problem is uh, it's very controversial how it uh, disappeared. And that's a little touchy. You know, but uh, I want to talk about it. I, I do. But I I like to talk about the history of it and how it ended. But you know, we all know what happened. So, uh Maybe down the road, I will discuss it. We'll see. You know, do it as, uh, how should I say this, uh, tastefully. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people are still mad about it, what happened. Yeah, but the problem is it happened a long time ago, so you got to move on. You know, there are a lot of things we miss in Chicago that we can't let go. And that's one of them. So, um what are you going to do? Times are changing. <laughs> That's how it is. Okay. Right now, I'll talk about the uh, Speed Racer. You know, I've talked about this on a previous podcast, uh, maybe about a couple years ago. And I talk about my memories of that, so I will do it again. And I know I'm going to get somebody, someone's going to email and say, why are you talking about this again? I already heard it. Well... You know what? It's my podcast. I'll talk as I please. <laughs> no, I didn't say that to him. You know, it's, uh, you know, but people want to hear something fresh and something that I discovered about the show that I did not discuss uh, in the other episode. We'll see. Okay. So the original run was from June um, 1966. And, uh, well, no, that's wrong. That's the, uh, that's the comics. Uh, yeah, they, they, it was based on a comic book. Uh, they call it manga. We call it that. And, uh, it was called, uh, Mach Go, Go, Go. That's what it was called. And it ran, um, from April 2nd, 1967, all the way to March 31st, 1968. I think it was earlier. I could be wrong. Okay. It had 52 episodes, and it starred, uh, of course, Speed Racer. And he was a very ambitious uh, young man that wanted to be a great uh, car racer. 
know, just like his brother Rex. You know, I'll get to him in a moment. And uh, he drove the Mach 5. And uh, that is the coolest car I've ever seen. And uh, when you, someone would mention Speed Racer, you would mention the, the, the first thing that, that comes up is the Mach 5, you know, and with its wonderful features of that. And uh, I'll talk about the characters first. Uh, there was Speed Racer. There was uh, Trixie. And uh, let's see, uh, Trixie was his girlfriend. You know, she would get jealous right away if she if Speed was with another girl. <laughs> so, but they, they seem very, um, you know, very serious to one another. So, and then we have uh, let's see, we have Pops Racer. His father, we have mom racer, you know, she wasn't uh, shown much, you know, she was just at home, you know, cooking, uh, doing housework, all that. But uh, she was a great uh, supporting person, you know, for her family. She loved her family so much. Also, we have... uh, (laughs) We have Sprite and Chim Chim, uh, the biggest scene stealers in cartoon history, <laughs> besides uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo. <laughs> but Chim Chim was number one. I mean, you know, when you ever you waiting for him to do something, you know, because he was so mischievous, and uh, not as mischievous. He was more mischievous than Sprite, you know, but. Uh, they just want to tag along with speed whenever he wanted to go somewhere or he was involved with something uh, that involves with criminals and all that, but they were always hiding in the trunk, you know. But, you know, and at the end, they always helped out speed and uh, speed was always grateful to them. You know, so he was happy that they came. First he was mad, then he was happy. Okay, and then uh, we also have R- Racer X. Oh, the mysterious Racer X. At first, he was called the Mask Racer. And he was none other than Speed's older brother, Rex Racer, who ran a home years ago. <laughs> and uh, so he drove He drove the Shooting Star. That was the number nine. You know. And uh, Speed had his suspicions that it was Rex, you know, all the way to the end. And, uh, but... Uh, Rex Racer always looked out for him in the background. He always helped out, and that's great. You know, he was a big brother. You know, a lot of people thought that he was uh, a bad guy. But that, I think that was uh, spread out like the media, like we have today. <laughs> it was, you know, it was false like that. Other supporting characters, uh, there was only one I remember is uh, Inspector Detector. He was, uh, of course, uh, probably the head of the police force. I don't know what city they were in, he was in, but uh, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'll go quickly with the, uh, you know, what's featured on the Mach 5 was the uh, the steering wheel and had these wonderful features, you know, whatever speed was in trouble, he would use them. And I'll go very fast. Uh, when you press the letter A, uh, how many buttons were there? Seven, I think. Uh, maybe eight. I'll get to it. Uh, so we have button number A that was the jacks, you know, and you press it and go up like that. And then you have B and you have the grip tires, you know, that's great for, you know, treacherous roads, you know, kind of bumpy. Also, we have C, uh, 
this is the one a lot of people remember is the rotary saws. You, you saw them, you press the button, they come out, they go like that. I like that one. Uh, and uh, also D was the cockpit enclosure. You know, it's like a cover to protect uh, maybe bullets flying or like that or anything liquid or something like that. And uh, Speed and his passenger were safe. Like that. So it was like a roof like that. Also, E was the lighting, the forward lighting, you know, but they were like beaming like that, very bright, you know. And uh, also F was like this, uh, you would go, uh, it was like a, a periscope in a way. And you would see when Speed was driving underwater, he would uh, look, you know, and see what's going on underneath the ocean <laughs> like that. And uh, it also had an oxygen tank. I remember one episode, like they ran out, him and Twinkle Banks, ran, uh, the car ran out of oxygen. And it was like, oh my God, that was, uh, that was tense. That was a cliffhanger. <laughs> G we have, ah, the homing pigeon. It was like a metal bird. Uh, Steve would write, uh, excuse me, Speed would write a message and it would send, and he would uh, send it home. Uh, first, but the homing pigeon would just, uh, or he would tie a rope and he would, uh, you know, he'd want to climb a mountain like that. But there was a one button that, uh, that was featured in one episode where it was by the uh, gear shift. It was H. It was for home. So when a cruncher block, one of the bad guys, pressed it uh, and the homing pigeon was sent home. But there was no message, so um, but they had a it had a clue. They had Rick Clay, so Trixie was examining it, and she goes, mm, "I think she probably knows where Speed was." Isn't that amazing? <laughs> okay, my memories of this show. Uh, we came. Uh, it started syndicating in Channel Thirty Two. I think in the morning, probably late sixties, early seventies. I I didn't see it. You know, because I was at school, and like most people, then it moved to the afternoon, and that's where it became a huge hit. People came home from school, like myself and my brothers, and we watched the show religiously every single day, and we couldn't wait for the next episode. You know, because I had cliffhangers, and we were looking forward to a new episode. And we've seen these episodes a hundred times. You know, I still watch it, so. I remember it was right after Magilla Gorilla. Remember that and uh, other TV shows like that. I'll talk about the lineup one day of you know the, my favorite uh, shows on that channel. That and uh, great memories of it. And it was there uh, until it moved to Channel Forty Four. Probably I'm not sure seventy. Probably when I was in high school. You can still watch it. You know, Channel 44 WSNS TV was a great station. It had great reruns. It was very uh, low budget, but it was very memorable to most Chicagoans, like myself. And uh, also uh, on Channel 44, they broadcast uh, Prince Playa. I don't know if Prince Playa was on Channel 32. Maybe. I think it was. I'm not sure. All I remember the Prince Planet was on Channel Forty Four. Okay, uh, what's memorable about Speed Racer was the 
the episodes and the bad guys and their names <laughs> and the cars they had, you know, like the car acrobatic team or cruncher block, the mammoth car. They had the junkyard race. They had the most dangerous race. That was a three-parter with the car acrobatic team like that, or the melange, you know, that was like a ghost like that. Oh, so many others. And uh, the assassins, you know, in Japan, they had that. Um, and the, their sound effects. <laughs> I forgot to mention one more person. is Sparky. You know, he was a mechanic. He was also Speed's friend. And he helped out uh, fixing the car, you know, repairing, doing the repairs. They had a falling out on one, uh, one episode, but, you know, they kiss him made up. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. And uh, I like with the fights, especially when Speed was fighting, Pops and Racer X, they make those sounds like that. <laughs> Me and my brother love that. Really, we really do. <laughs> or like Jim Jim was involved. And there was one time uh, the whole gang was uh, in a mine shaft and they all came out covered with suit. And they showed Jim Jim, you know, making a face going, ooh, ooh, and there's a suit coming out of his ears. <laughs> Oh, there was another episode I enjoyed was the pineapple. You know, when they had the pineapple race and uh, there were these bad guys who were trying to retrieve a diamond and it was hidden in a pineapple. And then everyone was throwing the pineapple back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the last episode was like the race around the world. That was exciting, you know, but it was sad because it was the end like that. And uh, they didn't make any more. No. That was that. So uh, later on, uh, Speed Racer was syndicated uh, to cable. MTV ran it and then uh, came out in VHS and DVD and Blu-ray. The first time I bought on DVD was in San Diego. They had it on sale. I had to buy it. I had to buy it indeed. So that was great. And so I, when I came home from San Diego and started watching it with my brother and sometimes myself, it was fun. You know, it was great to relive that. And then the Blu-ray came out, which was great. I bought the Blu-ray. It looks gorgeous. Oh, and the sound is wonderful. And they also have a special edition Blu-ray with the Japanese version, you know. But uh, I guess if you want both, fine. But I just bought the English uh, version of that. And uh, they made a movie, a uh, live-action movie. It uh, wasn't well-received. I saw it. It was like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> I like John Goodman as Pop Racer. He, he, Pop's Racer, he was great. You know, Susan Sarandon played Mom, but she had a bigger role in the movie, which was interesting. I'm glad she. I'm glad uh, they did that, you know. But it was nice to see her on screen. Like that. I've seen it once, but uh, maybe I'll see it again just to pass the time. I don't know. It did do well in the box office. Like that. And I think they made remake remade excuse me, they remade uh, the cartoons more. You know, they did the reboot and all that. And it wasn't the same. The the original's the best. It really was. So right now I'm gonna play the theme song. Of the theme song that a lot of people love and can't get out of their heads. <laughs> so here's the introduction of Speed Racer. And when I come back, I'll talk about Prince Planet. Okay. So here we go. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) 
Here comes Speed Racer, he's a demon on wheels. He's a demon and he's gonna be chasing after someone. He's gaining on you, so you better look alive. He's busy revving up the powerful Mach 5. And when the odds are against him and there's dangerous work to do, bet your life's eraser, see it through. Go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go! He's often flying as he guns a car around the track. He's jamming down the pedal like he's never coming back. Adventure's waiting just ahead. Go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go! Okay, I'm back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the introduction of Speed Racer. I know it's fun to listen. Here he comes. Here comes Speed Racer. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, it's, that's a great theme song. I love it. Uh, before I get started on Prince Planet, there's a few th more things I want to mention about Speed Racer. Uh, about the, some characters in the cars. One character that stood out was Snake Oiler, part of the car acrobatic team. Uh, he was uh, he was a badass. <laughs> he really was, you know, you know. He like he didn't listen, and of course the leader was Captain Terror, and he had his teeth, you know, and he didn't uh, talk, you know, but he had his teeth shown like that. He looked uh, like they were clenched, like that, <laughs> like that. Of course, uh, there was another episode which was one of my favorites. It was called. The GRX, and that was one of the fastest cars in the, in the world, and it was it was very fast. But the problem was, when you were driving it, you de developed this thirst, you know, strong thirst for water, and you and it, once you drink the drink the water, you know, uh, you get so scared, and then you crash, and it doesn't work. So. Uh, because they sprayed a formula before you entered a car. So uh, that was uh, that was fun. I remember when Jim Jim was uh, driving at one time, he tried to stop and then there was a like a grasshopper on the on the brake pedal. <laughs> oh boy. You know what? If you once I publish this episode, you can uh, comment on your favorite episodes, your favorite scenes. Uh, I love to read them. It is, uh, I would have a good time. You know, it, it's fun. It, it, it's really fun to read that. You know, it's one of the most endearing shows that we've grew up with. You know, I don't think uh, they show this. They would show this in the afternoon today. You know how things are in the world. So I understand. You know, so that's a shame. It really is. Unless it's on cable or uh, streaming. I'm sure it's on streaming somewhere. You know, and you can watch it or buy the DVD. You know, help yourself, you know, keep it. That's what I would do. If I'm in a movie with Speed Racer, I just plop a DVD in. I'm all set. And you're, all the all the nonsense and the craziness in the world goes away. It's really therapeutic. <laughs> Okay, right now I'll we'll talk about Prince Planet. Now, this is, uh, I talked about in the beginning, that I'm trying to compare Prince Planet with Speed Racer. The only thing this 
the same thing. The only thing that was the same, they both were from Japan and uh, they did have some comedy in, the, in both shows. And uh, they also dealt with bad guys. Um, but the difference was the bad guys were not from outer space, uh, but the bad guys were not from Earth. Some of them were from Earth, but others were from outer space and other planets. You know, and uh, also the same, uh, what was the same was as Prince Vine had a supporting cast, which is great. You know, he, he had that. Okay, and uh, I'll give you a history of the show. Uh, it first ran in June 3rd, 1965, ended in May 1966, 52 episodes. Now, there's something that, that's the same with Speed Racer, the uh, the amount of episodes they produce. And uh, let's see. So... Uh, so the English version was uh, released on September 1966, and they did some dubbing. You know, the dubbing is kind of uh, not very uh, clear. You know, it's kind of sloppy. You know, but it's fun to watch anyway. So I mean, so what? <laughs> and you know, Prince Planet was from a planet called Radion. And he was sent here on Earth to, you know, like a humanitarian, you know, to do, you know, to fight evil and all that. And he he wore this space outfit and he was a young boy and he had this pendant with the letter P on it. And it gave him great power. And then whenever he wanted to, whenever he was in trouble, he would hold the pendant and go pee pee And uh, I can't say that word, pee pee pazow or something like that. I got to find yeah, pee pee pazow. Thank you. So, uh, but usually he was in disguise as Bobby. And uh, I'll get to that in a second. So when he arrived in Earth, he met a girl named Diana Worthy. And uh, she's the one who suggested the, uh, for him to be Bobby. And that was at the end of the first episode. And she lived on a ranch with her father, Pops Worthy. Pops Worthy, Pops Ra Racer. <laughs> get it? <laughs> And then on uh, in this in in the second episode they introduced Dan Dynamo, the strongest man in the world. He was a you know, he was a wrestler and he joined the Prince Planet team. So they were forming a team. And then uh the third episode was introduced his uh his greatest villain, Warlock. And he was from uh he was, uh, I think he was from Mars and he was the master of Martian magic. He stole a scroll and it had like spells and all that. And uh, so he was, uh, and then the last team member of the group was Ajibaba of Abaddon. And he was, uh, he was an enemy of Warlock, but then he became a, a an arch enemy of Prince Planet, and many of the episodes dealt with Warlock. He wasn't there every every episode; just that that he would uh, start all kinds of trouble. He was like the Joker with Batman in a way. Uh, then, until thir episode thirty, he uh, that was like his last episode until at the end, towards the end, and then there was a new nemesis. His name was Craig, and he was from the planet Cragmire. And he was—he looked like a like a magician, you know, a top hat and kind of tall. And he had this uh, 
pocket watch and it was like uh he would throw it and it had blades on it also he would produce cold you know he would blow um you know from his breath or just you know raise his arms or something like that and he had bat wings for him to fly and uh he became uh a real bad guy you know for prince planet and uh at the end uh the second last episode warlock returned you know to battle uh the prince planet team and he got killed by prince planet with the pendant and then uh the last episode uh craig got killed and uh so uh there was no way to stop them i mean they were both aliens and uh they were uh how would i say that uh unstoppable you know that's what's fun what's fun about the show was uh they had other enemies or animals you know they had to deal with some were from outer space some were from earth and um they had some uh comedy in there as well you know but uh not as funny as speed racer no not as that anyway um my memories of watching prince planet was i think it was on channel 32 maybe i'm, I'm trying to i think it was for briefly and uh i could be wrong and then they moved to channel 44 and it became one of the most popular shows in the afternoon and uh Everyone watched it. When Channel 44 put some great reruns of TV shows, Prince Planet was there and people watched it and they loved it. Even though it was cheap looking, black and white, it's still, it was still fun to watch. I loved that. Me and my brothers loved that show. They really did. And we remember the episodes like that and the bad guys and that was great. It was there until a few years. I think it does. Uh, I think it debuted in syndication maybe about eh, in the early 70s, and then it they yanked it around 76, 77, and it was not ever shown again. I don't think so. I never, uh, I don't remember seeing it. Uh, but it, it became a big hit in Japan. It still is. Uh, they they ran it in Australia, also a big hit. Uh, I was waiting for it to come on video, but no. But then one day, uh, of course, I went to uh, one of the Comic Cons. I think it was San Diego. Yeah, it was San Diego. And it was on DVD and it was copied, you know, and uh, edited. It was, uh, that's the only way you get it. And I bought it. So when I came, just like Speed Racer, I came home and I watched it. It was fun to watch it. The problem was uh, there were a few episodes missing, like at about five or five or six or you know between five and seven that were missing it was not 52 it was like 48 uh 46 like that and it's a shame because i wanted the complete set i do know that they release the japanese version of prince planet recently and they have the entire 52 episodes i like to see that but it's in japanese i don't know if you do closed caption and they're not closed captioned like you would convert it to english maybe i don't know i have to do an ebay search but i heard now it's very expensive to buy but we'll see maybe somebody will sell it and i'll buy it you know and try it on the on my blu-ray player see what happens okay right now i'm going to play the theme song for prince planet and we love that sing song is it is memorable as speed racer 
like that. And, uh, oh, at the end of the series, um, I think uh, Prince Planet uh, finished his mission and then he returned home. You know, and uh, one of the other supporting characters was his mother. You know, I remember one episode where she came back. Her, she came back and she wanted uh, her, prince, her son to come back with her. But it really was Warlock <laughs> in disguise. That was, uh, he was so devious. Okay, so here's the theme song to Prince Planet. And when I come back, I will talk about uh, Hillman's uh, Pure Food Stores in Chicago. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Prince Planet. It got caught off, cut off in the end. I'm sorry about that. Uh, two more things I want to mention about the show before I get to Hillman's uh, is, uh, you know, this show was very violent, so they don't show it uh, anymore on TV. I don't know if it's more violent than Speed Racer. Probably they're equal like that. So that's the similarities of that show. and uh, But, you know, there were other uh, shows from Japan uh, animated that were memorable. Like, for example, there was uh, Astro Boy. I didn't watch much of that. You know, and uh, let's see, there was Tobar or Tober, uh, the Eighth Man or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. They also had some... Um, some weird Japanese shows like Johnny Sacco, Ultraman. <laughs> I'll talk about those one day. You know, they, they were weird. You know, they had uh, some goofy monsters. It reminds me of the Godzilla movies. <laughs> That's what it was. Anyway, um, and another one last thing I want to mention about Prince Pan is like his uh, pendant, you know, the energy level. There was always a guy who was monitoring depended on his home planet on radion he was either asleep he was not at his working station he was just i don't know he was just goofing off I, he was kind of irresponsible and every time once prince Pond, uh had his pendant and the energy level was very very low and he or it was empty you know it was drained out he was helpless he was just like a an earth man but, you know, for some strange reason, you know, uh, that guy came to the rescue and he turned on the energy level and then uh, Bobby turned into Prisma and he saved the world. <laughs> like that. You're like on the edge of your seat. 
when they did that. Okay. So that's enough of Prince Plan. Now I'm talking about Hillman's uh, Pure Food Store. Um, I did some his- I did some research on that. Uh, not much, but I'll talk about my memories of this store because a lot of people miss it. And uh, my mom did shop there once in a while. But uh, so I'll do the best I can. Okay, so... Uh, I think the, one of the main stores was, uh, it was located uh, on State in Washington. And uh, it was, uh, let's see, so a lot of people remember that. They remember the sign like that. And uh, right there was Stop and Shop. It was right next door. And also, Hillman's had a cafeteria, and it was, like, in the basement. Uh, I think I went there one day when I worked downtown. I just wanted to take a peek at it to see, and it was pretty good. And it was very nice. That, and let's see. Uh, anyway. So, Hillman's Pure Foods... Uh, were owned by the same owners, and they also had a Hillman's Bakery. That was a food production that was located at 43rd and Pulaski, and it was a huge place. And uh, they had a candy kitchen. They roasted nuts. They prepared foods. They had a bakery with all kinds of cakes and donuts and pastries and for their, all the grocery stores, which was kind of cool. And uh, it grew, and they had 13 other locations in Chicago. And it was uh, very uh, known for, it was brightly lit and it was very colorful. Uh, one, The other store, a lot of people remember in the old days, was at 63rd and Halstead in the Inglewood uh, neighborhood in Chicago. And it was in the basement and it was at where Sears was. Sears had a huge store. And uh, that closed uh, eventually. Uh, they closed about 1976, and then the whole building's gone. Well, it was a shame. And uh, let's see what else. Uh, then Stop and Shop. Uh, that was um, founded by a man. His name was Aaron Yunker. And he ran a successful department store in Iowa. And then he founded uh, Stop and Shop after he moved to Chicago. And then later on, he sold it. And then Stop and Shop and Hillman's were owned by the Stern family. I don't know his first name. And the funny thing, I was looking in the newspapers, uh, the Chicago Tribune archives. They had a Hillman's store, but they didn't sell food. They sold clothing. I don't know if it's the same one. You know, this is from the early 1900s. You know, it's like... You know, they sold dresses, uh, coats, shirts, shoes. Uh, they also had, uh, it was like a department store. Like that. And uh, I don't know what happened. They just changed that. And, uh, and then uh, then they expanded. And then they had, uh, Stop and Shop had uh, junior stores, you know, little stores like that. And uh, there was one in 260 East Chestnut and one in 1313 Ritchie Court. I'm not sure where that is exactly. But I remember when I used to work downtown, I used to pass by this store, you know, Stop and Shop. And it was, uh, you know, it was a very interesting store. Okay, so I have the locations of the store. And uh, let's see, I have them right here. 
Uh, there was one in uh, on Washington Street, you know, between Dearborn and State. Also, in State in Van Buren. I didn't know there was one there. Maybe it was a small one. Okay. Also, in the South Side, uh, there was at uh, on South Parkway. That's like uh, King Drive, like that. It was like the. Uh, 33rd Street, 35th Street. Also at 95th and Jeffrey in the Jeffrey Manor neighborhood. Uh, people mentioned that. Also on the southwest side, there was, of course, uh, 63rd and Halston in the Inglewood na- neighborhood. Inglewood neighborhood, excuse me. Also at 43rd and Pulaski, I mentioned that uh, place. I got a story there on the corner. Also in Oak Lawn in 95th and Cicero. I don't remember that one. No, I never. I I think my mom remembered it. Also, a lot of people remember it on the and the western suburbs at Twenty Second and Harlem in Berwyn, at the Cermak Plaza. There's a f- few photos of that. Uh, on the north side, it was at Lawrence and Broadway. Also, Devon and Artesian. I posted a picture of that earlier. That's in the Westridge uh, neighborhood. Also in. Um, Three suburban locations. It was Mount Prospect, uh, Shopping Plaza between uh, at Rand Road and Central. Also in Northwest Side, North Irving Park and Cicero. Also, there was in Niles at the Golf Mill Shopping Center, which I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. So there were others. Uh, let's see what else. I have a couple more locations. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, of course. Uh, it was also at Harlem and North Avenue. And there was a Sears store there. Also, there was one on where I lived in Roseland neighborhood when I was in the early 70s when I was a kid. It was like 114th place in Michigan in between. There's a photo of that on Facebook. It's a, and my mom went there. A couple times uh, she remembered that and uh, there was a sign you know the hillman sign like that what was special about this store was the shopping bags it had hillman's on it it was a white shopping bag it had multicolors with all the letters in there and i thought it was kind of cool i think my father had it one time he put his tools in there one time when we in the basement like that you know i'm trying to find a bag that is like the holy grail of van chicago land <laughs> trying to find a shopping bag with Hillman's on it. So, and it's hard to find, you know, unless somebody has it in their garage, they have it in their attic or it's stuck between some stuff. You know, if somebody has it, please post it, you know, on on my Chicago page. Oh, I would love it to see it. I would love to. The only thing that came close was this was a photo and there was a man carrying that bag in downtown, but it was very small. So I enlarged it, but it was the bag. So um, that would be nice to see that. Anyway, so uh, Hillman's closed about 1983. Uh, all the stores closed. And then uh, I think it was about, yeah, about 1980, between 1980 and 83, all the stores were closing because of competition. But Stop and Shop closed around 1983. And there was no more, which is a shame, you know, because people like that. They love the store and they had very unique products, you know, baked uh, baked goods and all kinds of 
uh, cookies, you know, nuts. And I found some candy tins on eBay. Also, they had coffee, you know, with their own brand. They had Hillman's beer. You know, they had that. I don't know where the brewery was. Maybe it was at uh, 43rd and Pulaski. Maybe. I don't know. So uh, I still search on eBay or on the online for locations and products for Hillman's. It was a great store. Yeah, a lot of people miss it. Okay. So that's it for this show. Uh, I talk so long. This is a very long show. I apologize. So I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talk about my memories in comparison of two animated TV shows, uh, Speed Racer and Prince Planet. They aired in Chicago on Channel 32 and Channel 44. Also, I talked about Hillman's Pure Food Store in Chicago. I talk about the history of that. So that's it. You know, uh, I apologize again for making this a long episode, but I had fun talking about this. And I hope you, once this uh, podcast is published, you could uh, listen to the entire show. You know, I'm sorry for yammering like that. Okay, so once this episode is published, uh, it'll be available where podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Overcast, Breaker. Uh, Stitcher is gone. You can't listen to that anymore. Uh, someone told me it's on Heart iHeartRadio. Maybe it is. Uh, it could be. Or I don't know if it's on Sirius. You know the satellite radio. Maybe. I, I I I'm not. I haven't signed up for that. But we'll see. I don't know. I have to find out. Also, this will be published on my blog, VanishingCalgary.blog. Also, on my YouTube channel. And Chicago and Stories, the podcast. People still ask me, where do where do you where do you where do I find your podcast? A lot a couple of people asked me yesterday. Go to YouTube, do a search, Van Chicago and Stories, you will find it. Subscribe, you will get a notification of a new episode. You're in, you're all set. Also be published on my social media account, Facebook, Twitter, X, that is uh, Instagram and threads. Okay. It's also on Reddit if you're um, if you have Reddit. Okay. You know what the funny thing is? I do publish now on LinkedIn. <laughs> if you're on LinkedIn, to help yourself, they're there. Okay. So this is Pico Stanis, your host of Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I had a great time. I'll probably do another episode Tuesday. We'll see. I'll give it some thought. Everyone have a great Sunday. It's a beautiful day. It looks gorgeous. The sky is blue. It's not that cold. So have fun, you know. And uh, bye-bye for me. And here's a little traveling music with Ray Rayner saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.